Hello and welcome to this episode of Murphy's Market Minute with Elliot Omenson, David Bush, and a very hungry and aggressive Murphy the Office Dog. All right, uh, today we're going to uh, change up our format just a little bit. I have a pretty cool announcement to make. Then uh, Dave's going to get into uh, the Alfi solution of the week, and then we're going to bring it back from to me for a little bit about what's going on uh, with the market. So the good news is. Uh, for all of our clients whose assets we hold at TD Ameritrade, there is now no longer a trade fee anytime we buy or sell on any of the ETFs or stocks that we hold within your account. The only time there will be a trade fee moving forward, of, I think it's like $6.99 a trade, will be is if we are buying or selling a mutual fund. And for anybody that's been with us for longer than a day, you know that unless you force me to, I'm not buying you a mutual fund. So pretty much there's no more trade costs. Pretty awesome. Uh, it's not that big, you know, it's not gonna make that big of an impact, but it's always nice just to know that uh, the fees on your account have become a little more streamlined and a little more clear. So it's beautiful. Yep, we're pretty excited about it. So, and by the way, it had nothing to do with us. I'd love to be able to claim credit. <laughs> we kind of are. Yeah, but we had nothing to do with it. So Dave, all right. Away. All right, Alpha Solutions this week. What I wanted to talk about was some myths that we seem like we deal with or we try and uh, either tear down or rebuild in people's minds when it comes to retirement. And yes, that has really got our attention. But as we're looking at things, uh, oftentimes one of the myths is, is people view retirement planning as a single event. In other words, I'm gonna wait till a certain age and then I'm going to address it. And or they look at it and say, you know what, I really can't do anything right now, so I'll get to it at another time. Obviously, those two scenarios are not helpful to be able to help you accomplish your goals long term. We're finding that if we start earlier and we have specific things that we're dealing with, you will have more opportunity or more choices in how to spend your money and be able to save it from taxation. The other things that we're looking at is a lot of people will say, you know what, I, th I think I'm going to spend less money in retirement. And some of the things that we remind people of is that medication and health don't get better when we retire. And so those things often cause an increase in financial need. So we need to make sure that we take care of those things. The other area that we concentrate on is retirement plans with 401ks or 403bs and Social Security itself, a lot of people feel like if they have money in those areas, then they're gonna be okay. We need to make sure that that's truly the case and be able to build a plan that be able that will allow them to be able to uh, accomplish their strategies and goals. So those are some of the myths that we're trying to help people realize if they get the proper planning, they'll get where they wanna go and they'll be able to enjoy life to the remainder of their life. And the sooner you get started on it, the better off you're gonna be like just about everything. Other than procrastination. Yes. Procrastination, the longer you procrastinate, the better off you are. It's an interesting fact. Guarantee it. So, uh, you might have seen some news coming out uh, lately. Um, there was some conflicting information last week. It was kind of interesting. Uh, the, the stocks took a little bit of a drop down on the news of some manufacturing numbers uh, not being so strong. And then like a day or two later, the unemployment numbers came out. <laughs> we are... Uh, unbelievably down to 3.5% unemployment. Um, go figure. Now, the counterpoint to that wonderful 3.5% number is wages. 
they're only up like 2.9% uh, on a year basis. And so you would think with unemployment uh, being at 3.7, you wouldn't really think it'd be able to drop much lower down to 3.5. It did. You would think that at some point this should start to equate over into wage growth. 2.9% uh, is a little lackluster there. We would expect to see it start to come a little bit higher. Now, um, in regards to a more macro view, a larger top-down view of the economy and what's going on, uh, you've heard me talk about how our debt is obviously never ending uh, in, in the increasing category. And, it, and if there was ever a bubble that we're facing right now, it would be the debt bubble. But I've recently um, just read some additional information that kind of puts it in a little bit different of a light. So one, federal debt. Uh, we're at $23 trillion. If you subtract out what the federal government owes itself, which is, you know, an interesting concept, uh, which I'm not going to attempt to explain here in this video, uh, you bring it down to about $17 trillion. Not, not as bad, but $17 trillion is only a good number when you were talking about $23 trillion. So what's a few trillion among friends? Um, but what's really interesting about it is the cost of tax revenue to pay the interest on that debt is extremely low right now. Uh, it's actually below 9% of our tax revenue goes to service our debt. And just to put that in perspective, through the uh, 1980s and 1990s, um, it was as high as, as almost 19% of tax revenue was going to pay uh, the payments on that debt. Now, a large part of this just has to do with the fact that interest rates are so low, uh, but they seem to be staying there. And uh, most economists predict that it would take six years um, for interest rates to climb uh, before it would really start to impact um, our ability to service that debt. So, so I don't really know how big of a deal this debt bubble is that we're looking at. In addition to that, another side point is uh, in 2007, the average American was saving just over 3% of what they were earning for a rainy day. A pretty low number historically speaking. In 2010, it doubled, right? So it showed signs that as we, as a country, had gone through this economic collapse, we realized that saving three and a half or whatever it was percent of our savings wasn't going to cut it. And so we jumped up to a little bit over 6% of our income we started to save by 2010. So that was pretty good improvement. Well, the numbers came out uh, this last month, and we as a country are saving over 9% of our income for a rainy day. So, you know, a lot of times we hear one or two statistics and, and it makes it seem like the situation's positive or negative and just, we just wanna point out that things are usually a little bit more complicated than that. And that where there's positive signs, usually, you know, there's negative or where there's negative, there's positive. And so I can't really tell you yet when or how this debt bubble is gonna impact us, but we do know some good things are that it's easy for us to service this debt uh, with less than 10% of our tax uh, revenue going to pay the interest payments on it. And we do know that Americans as a whole are personally saving more money than they have in decades. So those are two really positive signs um, to kind of counter the fears of the debt bubble. So until next week, this is Elliot and Dave signing off.